Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by myself, Danuta, and we have Matthew back again today. Good morning to you, Matthew. Good morning, Danuta, and good morning, friends of Australia. That's it. And Matthew is replacing Lawson today. Lawson has an exam today, of course, and as many of our listeners know, um, uh, and, uh, and Lawson's an absolute favourite here for a lot of our listeners because he's been here for so long as well and he does a fabulous job. Um, and he's studying at Avondale University as uh, doing ministry and theology and today he has his first exam. He has another one, I think, later this week as well. So we want to encourage you to keep Lawson in your prayers please as we actually asked also last week we want to ask the same today that if you want to send a special wish and let Lawson know that you're thinking of him that you're praying for him send us a text on 0491064669 and we'll pass that through to him but how was your weekend Matthew tell us it's been a great high weekend for me Danuta like for instance got the witness and you were there too our adventurers do an amazing program uh, Mm. being fearfully and wonderfully made Yes, so Adventurers, for those who may not know, the Seventh-day Adventist Church worldwide has a special program called Adventurers as well as Pathfinders. It's a little bit like Scouts, Scouts. Uh, Christian Scouts you could call it, and Adventurers are for those who are below, I think, 10 years of age or so, um, and they did a fabulous job, um, and it was. The theme was fearfully and wonderfully made, and of course, the young young ones, there were like four of them that did a little sermon like for two or three minutes um, sh- shared some, something but also they did some singing they did some skits uh, you know some plays um, they received certificates uh, of achievement and there were some fabulous photos and videos of course as well that we got to see of the camps and things that they go to and everything like that it was great and coming up on our show today, we have, uh, on our interview, we have Kelvin Langman. We love his stuff because he does weird and wacky things. He's actually coming into the studio this morning. In our new segment, we're looking at violent crime. We're also looking at Junior Scientists Award. And with our Bible today study, we're looking at the question of questions, looking further at mission. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Thing what the tongue does sometimes, doesn't it? Really, oh, like yeah, yeah. And have yeah, you, have like you played he, the guitar before? <laughs> I've tried, you but try it's tell your just fingers like to go somewhere. It does its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband plays the guitar really well, but for me, it just goes all over the place. But yeah, every now and then the tongue goes to a funny place. Yeah. But hey, the good thing is we are starting a new week um, with our quiz questions and quiz prizes. The exciting thing was that last week, you know, unfortunately, Optus, you know, Australia wide was down. And so that affected our live streaming on Wednesday. And on Thursday, we decided we would do something special and not give away just one cookbook, but three cookbooks. And so we had three different winners on Friday. And it was just lovely to receive the text back going like, wow, thank you so much. So excited, you know. So our listeners always get excited. And, of course, the more times you enter uh, for the quiz questions, the more t- chances you get to win in the draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday mornings. So, Matthew, can you give us, please, our first quiz question? Take it away. Absolutely. And our first quiz question is, what was the nature of Mephibosheth's disability? And I'll share it again. What was the nature of Mephibosheth's 
disability. Okay, text us in your answer on 0491064669 and you'll go in the chance to go in the draw for the, our prizes. So here are the prizes this week. You'll be pleased to know to our listeners that we have two prizes this week, not just one. We've gone down from three to two, um, but the exciting thing is that there's two. So the first prize is it is written everyday Bible, so the new King James Version. It's a hardcover Bible. Now, we've given away a lot of Bibles here here on Faith FM, we love giving away Bibles because we think, of course, we believe that it is the most important book anyone can have in their home, but not only in their home, but in their hands and not only in their hands. Read it. Yes, in that, your heart. In the, and that's, so I was going to keep going. So yes, so then have it in their heart as well. Yeah. And so here's the key thing. This one is a new King James Version, so it is an easy read. Um, so experience a whole new visual level of comfort and, and this um, Bible study with this reference. It's a reference Bible. It's actually got the, the um, you know, written at the start by Pastor John Bradshaw. Now, Pastor John Bradshaw is originally from uh, New Zealand, so he's the, from this side of the world. Um, and he's a renowned speaker and evangelist right around the world. He is also so a spe- very well-known speaker on It Is Written. Now, for those who like to watch um, Bible uh, programs on TV, It Is Written is on TV as well, and Pastor John Bradshaw is a key speaker on there. So this is a new hardcover Bible from It Is Written, a beautiful, beautiful gift. You want to have it in your home. Um, and, of course, the second, second one, the second prize that we actually have is by Norman Gully. It's called Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory. So this actually unpacks the fact that, um, you know, uh, there was, uh, where, where did, where did good and where did evil come from? That kind of goes all the way back and unpacks the fact of, you know, Lucifer in heaven. What actually happened with that? How his hair was thrown out of heaven? And it shows, you know, that it demonstrates the whole cosmic, uh, uh, um, uh conflict that actually happens. And of course, terrorism is one of the things that has been a big thing in the world and in 2001 of course on September 11 everything changed with uh, with the planes going into the towers in the USA and so it actually links a lot of you know where does this whole evil come from where did it start the whole story behind it and God's end time victory that is the key that's what's called God's end time victory because God is the one that actually wins the victory Um, there's this battle still between good and evil that Satan wants to take and rip you away from not having salvation and not have anyone have eternal life. And so each of our souls, you know, he's fighting for each of, each of us to kind of, and trying to lure us towards him, you could kind of say. So this book, you want to have that one in your home too, Satan's Tro- Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory. Um, fabulous book uh, to have in the home. And hey, where are we going today? We are saying hi to our listeners is in, in. Wamarin. 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 Do you know where that is? No, I don't. Wamarin is in Queensland. That's a new name for me too. So on 88.0 FM, Wamarin is a rural town and locality in the city of Moreton Bay, Queensland. Moreton Bay is a beautiful area, really. Um, that is not far from, uh, where were the Beatles? Um, oh, it's just escaped me. Redcliffe, Redcliffe. So not far off from the the coast from Redcliffe there. 
Um, in the 2016 census, we haven't got the latest one, but in 2016 there were over 3,000 people in the area. So what is? why is it a good place to live? Let us know if you're one of our listeners. Um, I would say it's probably quite a perfect location in every kind of way. So, yeah, um, let us know what makes you live there, how long you've lived there, if you've gone there and visited there, what you love about the place in every way. So... Text us in on 0491064669. That question again with our quiz coming back to our prize as well. What was the nature of Mephibosheth's disability? Oh, I almost read the next line and that was the answer. And I would not give it away. We're not allowed to. <laughs> I just want to say hi to this morning to Pete. Welcome back, Pete. Wanna Pete be. is actually replacing Shell today. Shell's not here today. And Pete, of course, has been in a few times doing our um, DJing and putting the songs on and always does a fabulous job. So welcome, Pete. We're so glad you're here today. He doesn't have an important role. Without Peter, we can't stay afloat, isn't it, Danuta? No, that's right. That's well. We, you know, if Lawson was here, he knows which buttons to press, but that's not me. I'm not yeah. a techno person. <laughs> you're yeah, you're right. in this scene too. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a multitasker, but not well, in this space. Yeah. Hey, a bit of good news. Great news we love to have here. A 12-year-old actually has developed... Uh, catch this, a fire detection system and actually she's through that she's actually won the Junior Scientist Award and she's actually won $25,000. This is in Miller Middle School over in the US, in, sorry, in San Jose. She has won $25,000 in a science fair for her invention of a new fire detection system. Now the interesting thing is, do you, do you have smoke detectors in your house? It's mandatory I think um, now in most houses. We do definitely have a um, smoke alarm and things like that. Just on the point about the smoke alarms we had this one it was so faulty it would go off every couple hours oh so we realized what that is is a case of the battery starting to go flat that's right and you just reminded me my mind's gone right back to years 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 back when my grandma was still alive and i was walking i you know she lived around the corner so we visited her a few times you know very regularly in fact every day would go and check in on her sometimes a few times a day and she said to me one day, and I heard this beeping every now and then, but didn't say any, I don't know why I didn't, but she's just like, I've, I've got this bug in the house. It's like a really big bug and it just keeps going and going and it's through the daytime and the nighttime. And I went, Gran, I think it might be the smoke detector. And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's, it's a sign the battery's going flat. So I got up on the ladder, took the thing out. And she had peace and quiet, so we then replaced her with a new battery. So it wasn't a big bug in the house. You know, what did they get, those crickets? She yeah. was thinking it was a cricket, like a very large cricket, I think. So, But here's the exciting thing. So... So, so this young girl, there was a fire be- behind their house in, in the summer of 2022. Um, behind their house, it actually destroyed the restaurant. And that incident actually inspired her to create a fire detection system and, and, um, and, and, you know, to use also a thermal a camera to actually, to a compact computer. Um, so it's not that the restaurant didn't actually have smoke detectors, but they did, but it actually didn't detect it on time. Now, here's the thing that with smoke detectors, it can detect it that little bit later. But in her system, she actually has something that she can actually send a, send a text message then. So there's a link between your phone as well as what is detected. Um, and when it detects 
um, heat um, that is not of a human, you know, a human uh, person. And it goes for a continuous 10 minute period, which is absolutely fantastic. And uh, good news here says that her system is accurately detected um, human presence 98% of the time and heat sources 97% of the time. So really high detection in both cases. And she was determined to, uh, of course, make, make our places a whole lot safer and better. I've just wondered, you know, when I was reading this too, whether she actually patented it straight away because it's just like anyone's going to want to just grab that for business. Um, so here's the exciting thing. Yeah. So there's that quick switch over, um, to a camera and also then to the text messages. And so it gives a really quick alert in every way. And I just thought, how incredible this 12 year old, you know, just being so bright and so, you know, great with science. And I just think of the fact that, you know, for us in our world, you know, sin's such a big thing, but our detector is the fact that, you know, when we come to Jesus and when we read his word, the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us that link, that prodding, that that lets us know the information that we need to know in every way and keeps working on our hearts and on our minds to make sure that we go in the right direction. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew this morning. And we have Pete is as our CJ, DJ this morning. <laughs> I've just got some you know, letter, letter problems this morning with my tongue. But it's great to have you here, Pete, too. Okay, Matthew, take it away, please, with our next quiz question. In Acts 16, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where? Say that again. In Acts 16, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where? Now, what I find interesting about that question is, the Holy Spirit has forbidden him to preach at a certain mm. place, which is, you know, kind of counterintuitive to how the Holy Spirit would have the gospel to be spread. So that question again, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where? And you find that in Acts 16. Mm-hmm. So text us in your answer on 0491064669. And you'll go in the draw for two prizes. The first one is, and sorry, so you'll go in the draw. That happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning. And the two prizes that we have this week are, it is written every day, cover by, uh, every day, hardcover Bible, which is New King James Version written. The foreword is actually written by Pastor John Bradshaw, who is on the It Is Written um, uh, show on TV, of course, a great um, uh, show that actually does great sermons and digs deep into God's Word. That's what it's all about. And this new hardcover Bible is a beautiful gift that you would love, love, love to have in your home. Of course, the most important book that you can have in your home at any time. The great thing is, too, it's got the Bible, but at the back it's actually got study guides that John Bradshaw's actually written. And it's actually got a 16 font large print. So we don't have to kind of get the magnifying glass or, you know, put your glasses on. Maybe some of those that, 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 yeah, need large print will actually find it really, uh, nice and easy. The other thing is, other prize too is Satan's um, Trojan horse, God's end time victory. So looking, of course, about the conflict, um, that is ha- happening between good, you know, Satan 
and um, Jesus. So Lucifer was, of course, in heaven. The Bible tells us that he was actually cast out of heaven. Of course, he now tries to reign and, and pull souls into his direction so that people don't actually have salvation. And it's actually looking the change that actually has happened worldwide since September 11 and how, um, you know, in the light of what I've just mentioned of how and what that has actually happened. Can I just add one more thing too, just before we go to your segment there, Matt? I won't take away your time. But a bit of good news. I didn't manage to have it because we're running short on time there really quickly. My hubby and I invested in some paddle boards yesterday. (laughs) They were on discount, literally an anaconda from $500 to $200. Whoa. And we just went like, we are getting some, hey. So, um, yeah, I just love the fact that we're going to get out a little bit more and I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm sure I'll fall over a few times. But, hey, if you love paddle boarding or if you've gone paddle boarding or you want to go paddle boarding, let us know on 0491 Tell us what you love about doing it or why you want a dream to do it. 491 Six six nine. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Danilo, I've got a bit of a joke uh, regarding paddleboarding. Yeah, what's that? What ice cream should you have straight after having a paddleboard? Uh, t- uh, paddle pop. Got it. <laughs> I had to think really quickly on that one. <laughs> I do like that. Well done. Well yeah, done. That's well. a really good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not good at jokes, but I do like hearing them and having a good laugh with it's, them. It's so a bad joke category. <laughs> that is really good, Matt. That is really good. Hey, where are we going with our new segment today? Yeah, this is a, a bit of a, a hot topic where I'm glad you made a segue into mentioning the enemy and the, you know, the, the, where the origin of evil came from because this has to do with the nature of the enemy and the kind of seeds you're sowing to young people. So this is from Premier Christian News. And it's about violent crime, which is becoming the norm for our children. And this comes from a charity which seeks to transform lives through God. Now, this Christian charity, they've shared concerns from police, and the police have shared that they have grave concerns, which is addressing the exponential increase in violent crime. For instance, there's machete attacks, which are happening almost daily in Leeds. And this lady named Sarah Turner, and I'm quoting her. Wow. She is the co-leader of Kids Club in Leeds, and she was speaking after the fatal stabbing of a 15-year-old named Alfie Lewis in the Yorkshire city, and this happened on Tuesday. Now, this 14-year-old boy, he's been charged with this 15-year-old boy's murder. Now, this is a heartbreaker because... The that is thing, heartbreaking. Wow, oh, 15. 15, 14. You know, these kids shouldn't be of this certain age category in a crime-related incident because they should be in school. You know, they should be living their best lives, getting educated, um, socialising with friends. But here you have these incidences where they're being murdered out in the streets. So so the question arises, doesn't it, what is the cause? You, you've got to wonder what is the cause of this actually happening in the background. Do we know anything on that? Yeah, 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 there, we do. Um, there's a bit of a kind of a link to things which I'll share. I just thought I'd just get this bit of a, a thought out first. There's an increase in machete-related uh, hospitalisations. That's one thing they've noticed, the police have shared. And also there's an increase in knife yielding and knife attacks, which have become a daily occurrence and a daily norm, um, which begs the question, like you just said, where does all this violence come from? So they've addressed the fact that uh, there's an increase in social media, like with Netflix and movies and such, mm. that are showing a heavy content, not just of violent movies and, and such as like, but also, you know, sex is a big theme as well. Um, entertainment of, of like, uh, computer games, they have the violent content in it as well. Uh, certain music is, is conveying that, but there seems to be a rapid rise in mental health issues. And I know Lawson wow. touched upon that yes. um, the other week. So we can see the enemy is really invading the hearts of these kids and their minds and it's making violence 
a form of attraction. In fact, there's a verse that I like to quote. It's there in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 16, and it says this, In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned, so I cast you into a fire from the mountain of God. So this referring to Satan. Mm. Um, you know, Violence was found where? In the midst of him. Mm. So how would that come to be possible? Because he's the one who gave the first conflict against God himself. And that you know, is resistance. That resistance is what's kind of widespread today against people. And um, I do have a verse of hope to give as well, but yeah. I just thought if you wanted to share any thoughts about that question you gave to Danuta, um, this well, is your chance, and I'll get to share something in a minute. Well, I think the interesting thing is, and the difficult thing is that yes, mental health is on the rise, and there's lots of lots of reasons that that can actually um, come. And but at the at the same time as well, here's the thing that with COVID. It's had a massive impact on everyone in different ways and particularly young people. Absolutely. And children. Yeah. And children. In fact, the other day, you know, somebody was just saying to me that even the children, the young children that are coming through the schools are finding it a lot harder to concentrate or even wanting to listen um, to, to teachers, for example. And, um, a lot of that is because, uh, most people, particularly again, young people were trying to, you know, find some way of socializing through social media. Absolutely. I mean, people were in their homes. Now, when you think of, for instance, Leeds in the UK, um, you know, Leeds is, is one of the, the, the big towns. Um, the thing is that they were under lockdown for the majority of the time. Mm. In, in a massive way. And so what we're finding is that social isolation, which of course, again, we've spoken many times here that, um, we hear about community, um, and, um, and that, sorry, not, not just that we are here about community, but that a sense of belonging and being belonging to a community is really crucial for everyone. And when that is broken, that actually has massive impacts on us. Absolutely. Um, just want to give weight to what you're saying. Back in the past, we're talking about 50, 100 years ago, people used to be essentially at the table when you talked about problems as well as eating dinner, you were talking about the, the concerns you're having. But today, the family unit is actually divided up. And when you mentioned about COVID, Danuta, that's a fantastic point because what do young people do to, to cope with their coping mechanisms? They find their solutions by escapism, watching these violent crimes, uh, violent movies, violent cartoons, whatever they're doing, and they think the answers are from the violence they see as a solution. You know, the Bible has something interesting where it says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And the reason that is important, I think the solution lies, Danuta, in helping our children to behold where the right kind of uh, things we should be watching, uh, positive things to help us to know what solutions to uh, resort to, other than violence. So our parents need to be more involved. And this lady from the kids' club, she's providing safe places, safe spaces for these kids and also education programs to help them cope with these issues going forward. Absolutely, yeah. And so you've just touched on a really, really important number. And so, look, if you're actually needing some help in any sort of support, of course, crisis support, we've got um, 131114. And also um, Beyond Blue, don't forget to contact Beyond Blue as well if you're, need, if you're having any problems in those kind of areas. But, look, we are here to support in every kind of way. We are here to pray for anyone that is wanting prayers as well. So reach out to us, text us in if you are just... Um, yeah, needing support at this time uh, through prayers. Um, so just text us and if you'd like us to pray for you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew this morning. Lawson has got his exam today and so thank you, Matthew, for replacing, um, well, you know, just stepping in, I should say, not replacing. There's, Lawson can never be replaced as you can never be replaced, you know, but what I mean is stepping in in that kind of way. So thank you. Uh, prayers for Lawson. Thank you. Texts are flying in um, here also for Lawson and our text messages for our quiz questions as well. So take it away, please, for our next quiz question, Matthew. So our next quiz question is, in the parable, what did the vine dressers do to the first servant sent by the vineyard owner? So in the parable, what did the vine dressers do to the first servant sent by the vineyard owner? Mm-hmm. Text us in your answer on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you'll go in the draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning. Um, the two prizes we are drawing are the It Is Written Everyday uh, New King James Version hardcover Bible uh, that has also got some study helps out the back by Pastor John Bradshaw, who features on It Is Written, and the second one is Satan's Trojan Horse, of course, God and God's End Time Victory. Um, you you really really want to have these two books in your home. Absolutely fabulous books. The Bible is the most important, but this one, God's end time victory, of course, there will come an end to evil on this earth. And that is the beautiful promise that the Bible tells us as well. Uh, so that question again in the parable, what did the vine dressers do to the first servant sent by the vineyard owner? Text us in on 0491064669. Also, just a couple of quick text messages before I go to our interview. We've just had a text through saying, I'm a teacher in the public system of Western Sydney and the kids concentration levels you mentioned on Faith FM this morning are very real. Pray for our teachers. Love your work guys, Daniel. Thanks so much, Daniel. Really appreciate your feedback and we will keep our teachers in prayers definitely um, as well as the students. They're going through so much um, in this space and so uh, definitely will keep them in prayers. Also, Valmai sends blessings to Lawson. Good recall for the questions to the exam as well. So we have passed um, on any best wishes also to and prayers for for Lawson. It has come time for our interview time with none other than Kelvin Lingman on Weird and Wacky Things. Welcome on board again here in the studio, Kelvin. Good morning, to have Kelvin. you. Good morning. How are we? <laughs> good, 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 good. Always great to have have you here with weird and wacky things? It's been a little while since, well, at least since I've seen it. I think you might have been while well, I was away the other week or something. But it's great to have you here. Great and to be here. Yeah, you now you were just saying something. You were listening to us while you were driving in, obviously, because yes. we were talking about the smoke detectors yes. earlier and the young junior, twelve-year-old girl who won smoke detectors. And you just wanted to add something there. Yes, yeah, so I do a little bit of work on smoke detectors. There's different types. So you've got to make sure you put the right detector in the right location. So there are thermal detectors that just look for heat. But the, the two that I was thinking of was you get a photoelectric or an ionisation. Mm-hmm. So ionisation look for conductivity of the air. So when there's enough particles in the air, it actually senses it and triggers. The other one is photoelectric. So photoelectric is sending a light through the air. And when there's enough particles, the photo the beam of light can't see through the air, so then it detects it and then says, right, so one, the photoelectric picks it up earlier, whereas the ionisation is a little bit slower, mm-hmm. and it depends on what, you, what your requirements are as to which one's the best one. Well, that's but, great to know. Yeah, so it, it's quite tricky. Abs- 
when you get stuck into it, like Abs- all the different types? Absolutely. The most important thing is that we are safe. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm keen to know more about this 12-year-old. What, yeah, well, I'll share it with you, definitely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'll share it more with you. So where are we going with our weird and wacky stuff today? Well, today I want to share with you um, Elisha and Gehazi. Mm-hmm. Elisha and Gehazi are travelling through the countryside and they come across a child that passes away. So there is a Shunammite woman, which is a, a wealthy lady, and she builds a, a room on the end of her house yes. for Elisha. Every time Elisha passes through, he has an aboding. He has a, a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, so Elisha, just give us some background for the, our, our listeners who don't know, because he followed on from Elijah. Yes. So Elijah left the mantle, like mm-hmm. left his cloak or his tunic, um, for Elisha. That's right. So Elijah, Elijah was taken to heaven, uh, walked close fire. in a chariot of fire, yep. and Elisha asked him for a double portion of his spirit. Spirit, yes, yep. absolutely. So Elisha, I, I, Elijah does some amazing things, but I love some of the things that Elisha mm. does. Yeah, who, so, who was a prophet and miracle worker himself then. Yes. So Elijah raises someone from the dead. Mm. Elisha also does the same thing, but what? The story is really quite interesting. If we have a look at Second Kings, mm-hmm. chapter five, um, chapter four, and we'll look at verses eighteen through to thirty-seven, talks of, and explains about this whole story. Yep. So w- what we've got happening here is um, the the child is is growing. Yep. So as the child goes out to meet with his father, the child apparently gets heat stroke. Mm. Um, and then becomes unwell. The father sends the child back to his mother, and his mother has the child in her lap, and then the child passes away. Mm. Tragic. Which, which it would be is, absolutely tragic for the mother. Yes. Um, but what's really interesting is the responses that she has. Mm. So let's have a look. Um, so verse 23 Oh, it's 22. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. Verse 23. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting comment there. It shall be well. So that's, that word there can also be translated as, it, I'm at peace. It's yeah, okay. yeah. My version here says that's all right. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all very calm. Yeah. Which is quite odd. Here, your child has passed away, but she's quite chill. Because mm. like she's got a plan. Normal human reaction is to is to be anxious and to panic. Yes. And stress often, you know, you just break down and you start bawling and crying, which is quite natural and normal. Uh, but in this situation, she doesn't do that. Mm. So I don't. For me, this is an indication that she's got quite a good faith. Like Absolutely. The solution to the problem. Elisha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all hangs on Elisha. What is Elisha going to and do? And of course, through generations, you want to run, you know, the story of Elijah would have been passed down. And so, so you, you know, I wonder how much she's holding on to the belief of the resurrection, too. And she's no, she knows the story of Elijah because he was previous. Yes. So all of these little, you know, anecdotes and all these little word of mouth, you know, bits mm. of facts and information are filtering through the community. 
And so she's, she's really putting a lot of faith. Like she, you've got to realise she didn't ask for her son to be born. Mm. She had no children, but Elisha blesses her because of the goodness, you know, by building a room and everything. She's kind to him. Mm. He's kind back and, mm. and blesses her with the birth of a child. Mm. So she went and came unto the man. And it's, what's, what I find interesting, you don't know where he is. Like he, he could be anywhere. Mm. Mm. On a mission. He's on a mission. And the father says, you don't know where he is. It's not a new moon. It's not the Sabbath. So he could be, he could be wandering anyway. So she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, which is in the King James is don't spare the horses. Mm, Ride mm, quickly. Go mm -hmm. fast. Except I bid thee. Verse 25. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass that the man of God saw her afar off. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Verse 26. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. Mm. Verse 27. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins and take my staff in thine hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. If any salute thee, answer him not again. Lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. Mm. So the, the story continues on. Um, Gehazi went to the child, laid the staff upon the face of the child, but nothing happened. Mm. So this is an instruction by Elisha to put his staff. Mm. And you look at Paul, like Paul, even just a handkerchief f f touched by Paul was able to heal people. It, when he walked past and the shadow fell on people, mm. they were healed mm -hmm. by even just a shadow. Mm -hmm. So you would think here the man of God who has a double portion of God, his staff, which is a representation of his power, like when a king is in enthroned, he has a scepter or a staff, and that is a representation of his absolute authority and power. Mm -hmm. So you would think here the, the concentration or the, the representation of Elisha's power would be enough to heal the boy. Mm. And yet it doesn't. So that raises questions on its own. And when Elisha was come unto the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him, and the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes, and he called Gehazi and, and called, called this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. And then she fell at his feet and bowed to the ground and took up her son and went out. Mm. So Amazing story, isn't it? it? Is. Just like in so many aspects. And even just something simple like she falls at his feet. Mm -hmm. Like that's not just showing reverence 
like falling at his feet, like is I'm your servant. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? Complete mm-hmm. surrender. It is absolute. And, mm-hmm. and this is the thing. I used to get frustrated. I had a puppy dog. The puppy dog would run up to you and she'd lay down and on her back. And it's like, what are you doing, silly dog? I don't <laughs> you to do. But what, uh, that's showing for a dog, that is an expression of love. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because they're showing you their most vulnerable part. Right. And this is a beautiful illustration also between a husband and wife. When they truly love each other, they expose their vulnerabilities to each other mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's, this is what the Shunammite woman's doing. Like she's exposing herself and, and showing that she is vulnerable and, look, this is my problem. She, previously, a couple of verses before, she said, it is well. Mm-hmm. And yet here she is, no, no, it's not well. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. Like, and then she lays it all out. And the interesting thing, though, that she said it is well to Gehazi, didn't she? Yes. She actually wanted to personally tell Elisha yes. what was on her heart. And there'd yeah. be a reason behind that too. And this is a beautiful illustration. When he, we have problems in our life, we take it to God. Yeah. We don't go to, around talking to everyone else. We take it yes. to God. We go direct to yeah. the source. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've got a couple of questions here. Mm-hmm. What's the significance of the sneeze? Mm. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. It is, biz- it? it is bizarre. Well, when you look at ancient cultures, ancient cultures decided or they, they knew, um, well, they were quite superstitious, I guess, in a way, because when you sneeze, they thought that that was an opening of your body to the evil spirits. So you would often bless someone. And this is today, we, we say Gesundheit or God bless you when you, when you sneeze. So that is in reference to that. Um, but Gesundheit is, um, the, the word Gesundheit actually means to bring health or happiness and health to you. So it's to compensate for that little bit of life going out from you. Mm-hmm. Yep, so... With this, the, um, the seven sneezes, I was reading First John. Mm-hmm. And First John actually talks about the seven breaths of spiritual life. And these actually parallel one another. So with the seven breaths of spiritual life, John actually here is talking about obedience. Mm-hmm. He's talking about walking in the light. He's talking about doing righteousness. He's talking about ceasing to live in sin. He's talking about the love of the brethren. He's talking about the witness of the Spirit. And he's talking about overcoming the world. So these seven indicators, if you have them in your heart, in your life, they're a representation that you are not physically living, but you're spiritually alive. Wow. So here, even though this story is talking about seven sneezes, which is physical life, it's actually referring to spiritual life. And you've got to remember in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, Jesus came down to this world to raise the dead. Well, there were people already living, but he wanted to raise people and bring them spiritual life and life eternal. That's Amen. it. Absolutely. Love that. And I feel that after the news, we need to keep unpacking this a little <laughs> bit more because I know there's so much more that you wanted to add, right? Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.